Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. My name is Brooke, and today I wanted to talk about living in the past. I am on my way to the gym, but I felt really inspired, so um, I wanted to share something that um, my family struggles with and is trying to come out of. So oftentimes when you have family differences, you will continue on with the same cycled um, arguments or the same cycled conversations and no one gets anywhere because you have been um, hurt so badly by the actions of other people in your family that it's hard to sometimes get past whatever it is that happened when you were a kid or a teenager or what have you. And so you'll continue to have this deep-rooted irritation or anger with certain people in your family, and it doesn't hurt them, it hurts you. And so then when you try to address the conversation, um, their responses are typically the same as they always have been. And I don't I don't entertain those conversations anymore, um, mostly because I started to realize that I'm the one that is laying there um, crying the day away. I'm the one that is um, emotionally and mentally drained. I'm the one who is more prone to sickness and headaches and what have you because I'm allowing this negative energy to continue to fester subconsciously and within my body. And so I had to come with peace, come to peace with the certain things that have happened to me as a kid and realize that when those people are ready to address those certain things, they will. And even if they don't ever address them, that's okay because I have. And I've done what I needed to do to then move forward, which gives you a peace of mind. It's very freeing when you no longer have to feel the pain that you felt as a kid. And quite honestly, um, when you continue to relive those moments, you're not progressing. It's very hard for you to move forward when your brain and, and your thoughts are still stuck in the past. So you continue to seek out those same situations over and over again until you start to realize that you're living in the past and it's time to let that go. And I, I had my own issues with that. I mean, from the way that my parents um, disciplined me to the way that they, you know, handled, handled their separation and then divorce, the way that they handled my siblings, uh, the things that were said to me, all of those things combined used to drive me into a state of sadness and what people call depression. And quite honestly, uh, one day I woke up and it was like, you know what, I can't keep living like this. So I need to figure out the root of the problem. And I stopped placing the blame on other people because that wasn't helpful. And I couldn't do anything about that. When you place the blame on other people, you give them the power to make you feel a certain way when that's incorrect. You have to take the blame off of them, put it on yourself for allowing yourself to continue on like that. And then at that point, because you've bl- you've then placed the blame on yourself, you can address it in a way that allows you to move forward with peace of mind. 
And um, I see people, I mean, and my family has an issue with this. I see people all the time that will talk about things that happened 20 years ago and they're now, you know, in their thirties and forties. And it's like, you know, at what point are you tired of having a gripe about the same thing? Like if you've addressed it with that person or attempted to address it and they don't want to have the conversation or you, there's no positive outcome from that situation at that point, you have to wash your hands of it and let it go. And um, you have to love on those parts that hurt because if you don't, it will negatively affect your future. You can't keep living in the past because you can't create a positive future looking backwards. You can't look in the rear rear view mirror, mirror the entire time that you're trying to drive forward. That's counterintuitive and it's not helpful to your progress. Um, I So there are certain things in my life that kept cycling back, whether that be men or the stuff that happened with my children. Um, and I kept feeling that sadness. And it, so I would go from periods of um, being all right and being happy, and then something would trigger that sadness, whether it be a song or a memory. And I would go right into this deep sadness about that particular period of my life. And I couldn't figure out why it was that I kept recycling it. And it was like a broken record. And um, that just, that, so that's not to say that you're not allowed to be sad about the things that happened or, you know, you're not allowed to feel about those specific topics. You are. I feel them every day, but I feel them in a different way. I don't, it, I don't go into the pit of doom when it comes to those certain situations. I now have removed myself from the pit of doom and I can see it with sound mind and realize that, um, that they were lessons and I learned those lessons and now I'm able to move forward freely, uh, in a, in a happier way. I think that people get so addicted to that particular situation because it's all they know that they continue to recycle it. So then not only do they relive the experience that they had as a kid, but then they go and seek out situations that replay that same type of situation, just in a different form, um, in a different form and as an adult. And so that's why we have situations where, so I don't, I don't believe in, um, spanking your children. And it's because as a child, you're putting undue pressure onto your child and they don't understand, um, they don't understand the complex emotions that you go through when you're upset about whatever it is you're upset about. And then you physically put your hands on your child and then they start to, they start to think that love comes along with pain physical abuse. And so then because they associate love with pain or physical abuse, um, or, or mental or emotional, then they go and seek out these situations that replay that mental, emotional, physical abuse. And this is why you have women that will leave the home and then go and seek out abusive relationships unknowingly. And it's just abusive relationship after abusive relationship. Now that's not to say that every scenario is based on the fact that a child was reprimanded, but that's just an example of how 
you will recreate those negative things from your past and you have to break the cycle and you can only break it through conscious development of your mind, your emotions and your soul. Um, because if you don't, it's going to continue to dictate your life in ways that you don't want it to dictate. So you will sit there and say, I want positive experiences. I want to create a positive and healthy future. Yet because your mental and emotional state are living in the past, you only continue to recreate those past experiences. And um, it's so much more complex than I think we are as African-Americans taught. But as people as a whole, we're not taught that there is a subconscious and there's a, a conscious mind. So you will set out to do X, Y, and Z, and your results will come out as A, B, and C, and you won't understand that your subconscious is running on an A, B, and C system while your conscious mind says, well, I want X, Y, and Z. And so you have to go back and unravel the system that your subconscious is working on in order to then move forward and produce the results that you're looking for. Um, and I think that those are things that therapists or families can talk about. Um, I didn't know that there was a subconscious and I didn't know that that was a direct reflection of my past. I didn't know that, that I had two different systems working, um, simultaneously and one was working against the very things that I wanted out of life. I could, for the life of me, I could not manifest great friendships. I couldn't manifest um, my career. I couldn't manifest the things that, you know, just basic things that I wanted for myself. And I couldn't figure out why. Now, that's not to say that this, the, the, the things that I wanted are directly related to my subconscious. But I would say about um, 80% of my mentality directly affected how I made decisions, directly affected how I attracted the things that I wanted in my life or did not attract the things that I wanted in my life. And you you don't know until either someone makes you aware or you become aware of it yourself. And I remember realizing that there was an inner voice that was talking to me saying, Hey, I need you to start listening to me. Um, because I have, I have something to say. And, um, and so in realizing that there was an inner voice, I started to do some research because I felt like, okay, am I going crazy? Come to find out I was not going crazy. And it was my subconscious that was there all along. And I started to realize, you know, it's been talking to me for quite some time, trying to tell me, you know, don't, don't get yourself into this situation. Don't, um, don't make this decision or make better choices when it comes to your relationships. And for me, the relationships were something that was very detrimental to me and my expansion. And so I, would tell people, you know, I always knew that I was not meant for the person that I ended up dating, but I couldn't figure out why it was that I continued to go forward and date them. Well, it's because 
my subconscious was attracting those vibrations while my conscious said, you know, I want you know, the, the right relationship. I want to be happy and fulfilled and all that good stuff. But because my mind was so stuck in a certain place, I kept running into the same people. And I felt like I was just reliving my past over and over and over until I started to piece together, okay, I'm attracting them because of the vibration that I'm at. And so I went to work on that. And that's what allowed me to then realize there are other aspects of my life that need a reboot. And um, it's not a quick process at all because it's, it's part of it is realization. So in order for you to change something, you have to first become aware of it. And if you have grown up in a toxic or unhealthy or frustrating environment all of your life, you don't really know that that's not the kind of environment that you, your brain needs to live in, or that's not the kind of environment that is emotionally healthy for you. So you continue to move forward as if nothing is wrong until you run into someone else or you run into a situation that alerts you of otherwise. And then once you are alerted to the fact that you are living, reliving your past over and over again, you then have to figure out, okay, now that I know this information, what do I do with it? How do I make the change? And so there's all these steps to even just get to the point where you know what it is that you need to be doing in order to make a change in your life. And uh, this is, I apply this to literally everything um, from friendships to normal conversations. And it's, it's hard, um, especially when you're so used to things like gossiping. Gossiping is one of the worst habits. And usually it's not about, it's about stuff that already happened. And so why are we recycling information that's already happened? Um, I mean, unless you need to be updated about a situation that occurred that you were not a part of. But if I was present for the event in question and you were present for the event in question, um, once we talk about it one time, there's no reason for us to keep reliving that same situation over and over again. I will not allow people to talk about um, other people to me and what they did in the past. I will not allow people to bring up things that I did in the past if it's already been addressed. If it has not been addressed, then of course, by all means, let's talk about it and let's move on. But the way that you break that cycle and you protect your energy from reverting back to past experiences is you have to let people know your boundaries and you have to let people know, you know, I'm moving forward. And if there's no positive outcome that's going to come from this conversation, then I think we need to just cut it short and, um, you know, you can work through it without me. You don't need me to be part of this conversation. And it's things like that and things such as addressing certain situations as they come up, not five years later um, or, you know, even, even a week later. That's unnecessary. Uh, I see many people do that and it's quite frustrating because, um, you're, like I said, you're that person, that particular person has been living that same reality for the last, you know, however long, a week, a month, etc. when we could have just addressed it right then and there as adults and moved on 
from that situation. I have, I haven't quite figured out why it is that people feel as though they want to continue on to live in the past. And maybe that's something that I need to do in order to understand um, that whole mindset. But for me, I just, I honestly don't care why it is that people want to continue on with the past. I have decided that I refuse to do so in any manner because I realize what that does to me mentally. Um, people will try and bring up your past to put you back in a, a certain box or a place. And it is up to you to say, I no longer am, am there. You might still be there, but I left that space a long time ago. So at this point, you have a, de a decision to make. Either you can, you can continue on with that same vibration, or you can move forward and meet me where I'm at now, today. And I think that if you work on having the, those conversations are not easy. Um, I've had some pretty intense disagreements, arguments, what have you, with certain people who just would not hear me. Um, and I've had to stand my ground and say, you know, I'm not talking about that, whatever that is, because people will continue to milk it for energy. And you have to make that situation so dead. Um, there has to be so much dead energy there that people realize, okay, there's no reviving that, that subject. It's over. It's done. It's dead. We're moving on. We're looking at the future. Um, we're talking about positive things. And that's another aspect of not living in the past. Um, I used to be, uh, I used to have this habit very, very often where I would look at a past situation and immediately I could spot out the negative things. And so I had to then go back and look at situations and start picking out the positive things. So as an example, um, I would talk to people about the fact that my kids are now adopted and I would immediately go to the negative, you know, well, I have to live out the rest of my days without them. I don't get to see them grow up. I don't get to do this. I don't get to do that. And the list would just go on and on. And then I would spiral and get sad. And I had to catch myself after a certain point and say, wait a minute, this could either be a negative situation or it could be a positive one. And this is that whole rewriting um, your system part. And so I would look at the situation and I would say, you know, they are living their best lives. They are happy. Um, they are, they have things in place to help them be healthy mentally, spiritually, and emotionally and physically as well. And um, I do get to have updates. I do get to um, hopefully one day talk to them and hear about their lives um, I do get to have peace of mind because they are in the best possible situation that they could be in. And so I had to take various situations that I had painted a negative picture in my mind and then turn it around to be positive because otherwise, every time I look at that certain subject, it would be like Pandora's box to the point where people could not even talk to me about it. I refused to talk about those certain subjects until I could figure out what it is that I needed to do so that I could talk about them. 
and um, recently has been it has been easier for me to bring up certain subjects without crying. And that's how I knew, okay, that's growth. I no longer have to revisit those subjects and just start spiraling and ball and lay in bed for, you know, hours, days at a time. I don't, I don't have to worry about that. I've already done that. And I gave myself that time. And now we're going to look at it in a positive light and look towards the future. That is, that is one of the the key parts for me. Um, the story can't just end the way that it did in my mind. I needed to rewrite certain stories to say, okay, um, sometime in the future, hopefully this situation is going to be like X, Y, and Z. And this is with past relationships. This is with, um, some, some very dark times in my life. This is with the, the situation with my children. This is with my family. I took everything and I had to say, I know that there are certain aspects of this that I don't appreciate, but I appreciate all of these things. And I hope that in the future, this won't be. I hope that in the future, myself and this person, or I can, you know, uh, the story is not over with this certain situation. I can then have a new chapter of this particular book in my whole life story. And so just stuff like that, writing positive affirmations about what I want for my future um, and, and refusing to look back at past mistakes. That's what mistakes are. They, they are lessons to be learned and you take those lessons and you transmute them into um, how you're going to do better in your future. Because if you've already learned that lesson, you don't have to repeat it again. I'm pretty sure if you put your hand on a hot stove, you're going to know not ever to do that again. And it's the same type of situation. So um, I think that pretty much recaps what I wanted to talk about today. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, follow me on Twitter. My name is Best Selling Brooke. Um, and if you want to hear about a specific topic, please be sure to inbox me or comment. I would really appreciate a review on my podcast and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next episode. Thanks.